Hi, in this week's episode of Ways to Love Your Money, again, I'm Elizabeth Dawson. We want to talk a little bit about uh, why affluent people don't necessarily become wealthy. We always kind of correlate the word affluent with a wealthy person. Uh, they might be living the life in their working years, but if they didn't save that money or were disciplined along the way, what do you think they're years are going to look like when they get closer to retirement or when that life event might occur. So some people fail to create a retirement plan um, you know, early on and then they end up with less money in their 50s and 60s. So many people I talk to, they want to retire by the time they're 50, 52, 55, 60. We have to think about health insurance if we retire young. Now sometimes there's people in careers that can retire in their 50s that will have health insurance maybe for the rest of their lives or even until at least 65. We need to know about that piece. And then we might even have that mindset of being forever in the middle class. That doesn't necessarily have to be true, but we need to be mindful about where do we uh, actually look at how to create our wealth today. Um, you know, don't invest without a strategy or a professional. Make sure you have great professionals in your life. I always say that there's a professional for everything. And when it comes to comprehensive financial planning, this is where you need to have a great financial person that's a professional in your life. But what I want to do is share today with you a wonderful entrepreneur and a great friend that'll be on the show. She's got a great story about her business. And as a young entrepreneur, she has a story of, you know, from her early 20s up to the, the fact that she's in her mid-30s now, her success story when it comes to uh, being an entrepreneur, a business owner, and quite a creative individual. So hope you stay tuned for this. She'll be joining us in just a moment. Welcome back to Ways to Love Your Money. I'm Elizabeth Dawson, and we have an incredible guest today, and I'm so privileged to call her a dear friend. Her name is Tara Greer. I'm going to let her tell you about her story and what she's doing and what makes her this power woman out there today in the workforce. So welcome, Ms. Tara. Hi, Elizabeth. Thanks for having me. Oh, I'm so glad you're here. So I want you to tell me a little bit about you, a little bit about your family dynamic, and go into the story of Fluffy Layers. Um, a little bit about me. I'm 36 years old. Uh, I married my college sweetheart, so to say. Um, we have two little boys and lots of animals. Um, I have a full-time job and I also have own an apparel company and we have not only apparel, we have home goods and things like that, which I started about four years ago. Um, and I guess that's it if, as far as me. Okay. Well, I know fluffy layers has been something that consumes you, but you love it. It's a love-hate relationship, I think, sometimes. But you are so passionate about wanting to get your product out to the public in any way you possibly can. So yeah, when, you, I, when you go through those pieces, um, tell me a little bit about the design and the, and the kind of the, the um, ambassador of, of fluffy layers. Uh, we originally started the company because uh, we're the original inventors of the egg collecting apron. And what happened is, is that people are like, wow, your prints are great. What you're doing is great. Can you put it on a dish towel? Can you put it on this? Can you put it on that? And I, you know, I thought to myself like, wow, you know, we could have a real brand here. And then when I started going out to the market into trade shows, I noticed like we have no competition. You know, there was nobody really doing anything, what we're doing and nobody really going after the farm and feed middle America business. 
So that's kind of um, where it started, and it just became this giant monster from there. And it's it's still it's still a giant monster all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but what I love about it, everything is chicken. It's all chicken. You know, chicken yeah. emblems on everything. And there's a lot of people that collect chickens. But I love the fact that you have this egg apron. And it's so darn cute. Yeah, a lot of people have copied it, unfortunately. But um, the majority of what we have is has chickens on it. But recently, um, we've been doing things with horses and getting the notice of the high-end Western apparel world, uh, such as we got into Boot Barn and a few other really nice high-end retailers. So... I mean, I could really take it wherever I want to go. You know, people have told me, I'm like, oh, I'm so busy. You know, and I hate that word. I hate saying, oh, I'm so busy because the truth is, is you created all this madness. <laughs> and you know, the good advice someone gave me is like, you can just, you know, stop it or start it at any given time that you want. But people like us just always have our foot on the gas. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We drive, 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 right? Yes. So you're a women-owned business. You're doing this. Your your husband's working. You've got a couple of kids, um, and and these boys are constantly you know running you ragged, and you're yeah. doing this. You're you're basically holding it all together. How do you think you're doing so far? Good, good, good. Uh, you know, I I check in with my husband. But I feel like the week, the weeks and the months and the days go by really fast. I'm like, am I crazy, or is is everything like good? Like you know, you always kind of wonder like. Does this person need more attention? Does the dog need more? Does this child need more time with this homework or more alone time? Or um, because I travel too a lot, and all in all, um, you just find like a way that works for you. And what really works for me is explaining to my children what we're doing, like to the detail. Like I'll say, they'll be like, "Oh, you're on your computer," and I'm like, "Wow, if I wasn't on my computer." We're not going to Florida for spring break. So <laughs> you have anything you want to say to that? And they get it. They know you have to work. You have to work to have things and to make money. It's not even just about things. It's about, you know, pursuing what you want to do. All those things are related to money. So you're talking about a, a, a hard work ethic for your children. Is that how you were raised, too, to have a hard work ethic? Yeah, I would say so. I I would say so. I mean, I always saw my parents working their butts off and um, never really stopping. Uh, I, and, uh, you know, there's there's good, there's little pieces you can take from that, that, oh, I emulate that. And then, you know, sometimes people, I think, work too much. Yeah. When is too much enough, right? You and I've had that it's, conversation at times. You know, when when is, it, I, when is enough enough? Yes. Yeah. Yes. You have to set boundaries for yourself, yes, I think. Yes. So ways to love your money, you know, it's a money show. We want to talk about the respect for money. And I know when we asked you this question, money is not necessarily your favorite thing to talk about, but tell me a little bit about your relationship with money and what it kind of creates for you. Um, I think that when I was younger, you know, working in Manhattan and around people that made a lot of money, most people made more money than me. And then Know, we were 23 and we initially were given pretty high salaries I think we spent like everything that we had above and beyond you know like an $18 martini we would just do it and not even think twice about it and um, I think that I wasted a lot of money when I was young um, I for sure regret that and now I feel like as an older person I have 
a new relationship with money recently in the past year where um, I just think of it differently, I guess. I would say um, I really, really think about something before I purchase it as opposed to kind of just saying, well, you know, I will guess I'll just work harder. But the new me is like, that's not a way to live your life either, you know? So this new way of living for you, what do you think has been the biggest um, hurdle you've gone over? What has been the, uh, the, the drive for it to be more comfortable with your relationship with money and to be more mindful? I think that I have to prioritize, like, you know, as the different bills come in for the business or what have you, like, prioritize what we're going to do, um, put everything on auto pay. I'm famous for messing that up. I mean, it, a lot of it comes down to like strategic organization. Um, but that's really, I will admit like, that's really hard for me. Um, I think I've been taking some steps in the right direction to be more organized about money. Um, and, and I've seen, I've seen the payoff from that for sure. So do you think you're kind of in a, in a better system and a procedure for what you're trying to accomplish now? Yeah, I would, yeah, I would say so. I think that there's certain parts of, well, in particular, my business is different than other people's because, you know, you need a ton of capital to go in the direction that you want to go in. So, um, you know, but I, I don't, I guess like, I'm, I don't take everything. I take everything day by day. I, I say, I'll figure it out. I don't panic if I get a giant order anymore because I feel like I have a lot of people that now support me and back me, maybe people that, you know, didn't want to invest in first now do, you know, you kind of have to prove yourself for a while. Mm -hmm. So how many stores are you located in now or is it mostly online? Oh no, we're probably in like 2000 stores That's easily. Incredible. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we have our own e-commerce and then we have a little bit of inventory on Amazon as well. And so you're growing. What do you think you've done in sales? Not, not dollars, but in percentage of increase, you know, year over year. Well, you know, that's an interesting question. So because we run with such a small amount of people, uh, what division grows based on what I choose to focus on. I will say lately, as far as our wholesale business is growing by leaps and bounds, in particular with our children's division. Um, and I think that that was crucial for me to see. I needed the business to drive itself for me to see which direction I was going to focus on. You know, when I first started the company, everyone goes, oh, you can't do children's clothing. There's so much competition. Oh, you can't do this. Oh, you can't do that. I was like, whatever, I'm doing it all. And, you know, some people accused me of saying I was going at, you know, grasping at straws when I first started the business. Of course I was. You know, I wanted to see what stuck with people. And, you know, sure enough, you know, some very well-respected people have told me not to do the children's clothing. And I did it, and it's selling. And, um, you know, that very well might be my focus for for 2020 to focus on, you know, one category now that I know it's, it's succeeding, but I needed to test them all for myself. Well, when you first started this, what was your passion to start a business like this? What, what, what kind of called you to do it? Oh, well, I mean, I love, I mean, color and fabrics and design and I love animals and I love all the creative things, but like, when I meet with my accountant and they give me a bunch of paperwork and numbers, I'm like, I gotta go. Like, I cannot, <laughs> I hate it. 
<laughs> so all I want to do is be the creative and I've, you know, I've kind of figured that out too. Is like, I really want to be just the creative director of this company. I want to make all the patterns myself, but the other stuff makes me crazy because I get too passionate. I'm like, Oh, well, if that doesn't sell, then forget that person or whatever, you know, like I take it seriously. So do you have someone that's helping you with the financial matters of the business now, the accounting, the bookkeeping, all that, that the, that the accountant is kind of confusing you on? Do you have someone helping you with that now? Yeah, I do, but they, they are not from our world. Mm -hmm. um, so they don't always understand, you know, retail, wholesale, and, and how things operate. Um, I'd like to find someone with like exact ac accounting experience with, within my, like with, with what I do. It's probably gonna be hard to find. You have something really unique. Yeah, no, I, I think so too. I think so too. It's, um, we also, you know, are, are, we have to do, had to do a lot of organization to even have those meetings. So, you know, sitting down and doing all that business stuff sometimes isn't always, it's, it's hard for me to focus on that. Well, for other young entrepreneurs out there, would you tell them to think twice or would you tell them to move forward? What, would you, what do you think? I would think it depends on what stage of your life that you're in. Um, you know, it just depends on the person, I would say. You, perfect example. You know, people say stuff to me all the time about my social media. How are you, how are you doing all that? You know, like how do you have all those followers? And I'm like, well, when you're getting your hair done, you're out to dinner with your husband. You're running errands like a normal person. Uh, you're sitting in bed watching TV. I'm doing social media every second, every minute of my life. Everywhere that I go, I'm paying attention to something that relates back to my business. So it's almost like I'm living like two different worlds. My, my business is never not on my mind. And I think for, if someone wanted to start their own business, they would have to be willing to lay their soul on the line. And some people will know quite quickly if they can and cannot handle it. And if you can't handle it, just leave. Don't even try to make yourself that person. And if you can, then, then you can do anything, I think. Well, I think that's an important factor to say because we want to have success in business. We want to have success, even if we have a W-2 career, we want to have um, quality in what we do. And I yeah. think that hard work ethic that you grew up on as well as the hard work ethic you're trying to teach your children right now too, it makes a difference because not everyone has that mindset, right? So when it comes yeah. to your relationship with money, it's about having maybe the right professionals around you, would you say, to, to help you make maybe the, the best uh, money decisions when it comes to the business, but then on top of it, you've got the house life too. You've got, you've got home life too. Does your husband help you with the home life financial decisions? Yeah, I mean, lately, it's just like, I want everything simplified, you know, and I think that that, like, that has really helped us, like, simplifying everything that we, that we have, that we own, um, that, that has been powerful, but yes, he helps me, but, you know, I really, really want to see this woman who's really <laughs> well known in the finance industry, at some point, I want to see her and really, really get it together and get ahead because I, I, I know you can do that for me. <laughs> well, when the time's right for you and hubby, you know I'm here for you. I know it. Yeah. We'll just make that appointment after this call. <laughs>
It's going to be 75 hours. I'm going to lock you in a room. Okay. <laughs> well, and we're going to have another episode with you, and we're going to talk about something else that you have, which is a major talent, and it comes to the marketing. It comes to the creative side, and that is really where your talent is. You're such a creative, and it helps so many people. Um, and I think what you're trying to bring to the world, which, I mean, 2,000-plus stores, to have your brand there, I mean, that's a huge accomplishment. Um, I know when we were talking about a few things more personal before, you know, what would you tell your younger self that was spending that $18 on that martini to today about, you know, how to buy things, how to buy a home, what to look for uh, that makes your life feel a little bit more simplified? Some money advice that you'd want to share. Yeah, I think a lot of people in my age group, uh, in my age group right now are really caught up in a lot of stupid things like country clubs and you know all that which I think is stupid I mean it's fine but and my point is is that like people just get I guess no matter your age you can't help but get caught up in material things and I will say that the younger me doing all of those things whether it was right or wrong I think ultimately you I have so much experience you know, I've done so many things. Uh, I guess with money, you could say that I kind of, there's nothing that I'm really missing in in life. So I guess to your point or to your question, what would I tell someone to do better? Um, I think when you're young, you should spend, you should spend your money and have fun. I, I really feel strongly about that. There, there was a point in my life where I had no children and we used to have I mean, we still have fun, but we used to have a lot of fun and spend money, um, and I don't regret any of it. So I guess that's my that's my thought on that. Well, I don't think you're alone because I think what happens is we get consumed about raising children at one point, uh, trying to build your wealth, you're trying to accumulate because you know one day in the future that you want to slow it down. You know, you're going to want to slow it down somehow. Uh, sometimes my business owners, they think that the answer to their problems is that they're going to just sell their business for this enormous amount of money and everything will be solved. It's not necessarily the case. So along the oh, way, God. yeah, along the way, the, the money conversation becomes a little bit more difficult. But if we're that much more driven and disciplined today, the payoff, you know, within 5, 10, 15 years from now is so much greater. Because then the next yeah. stage is going to be, you know, children and going to college there's always going to be a life event that we're not totally prepared for. So it's, it's uh, maybe itemizing all those things that are on your mind. Yeah, I mean, I kind of can see my path very, even though I do own a business and it is in wholesale and apparel, which is kind of up and down, I, I kind of see my path. You know, my, my life can be this way. Just, I, I mean, I guess my number one advice is like, just don't add things to your Late. like even if you want some fancy dancy car and you can't afford it just don't like it's just not worth it I mean I don't that's just my opinion you know because you could just do less and have more time and moments with your family if you had less material things you know no I agree I hear you know repetitively on this show people want the experience in life so I don't think yeah. you're any different than that. And you want to experience things with your children. You want to experience things with your husband and maybe family or friends. And if you don't have the means to be able to do those things because we spend it on something completely different, we kind of lose sight. 
Now, just last question. How passionate are you now about saving money and doing the right thing with it? Way more, way more, way more. Um, you know, I've, honestly, I look up to you. I look up to a lot of people that I know that are, you know, doing really well and have these, you know, doing really well, also meaning that they're happy and they're fulfilled, mm -hmm. but they have good businesses. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I definitely really admire, you know, that lifestyle of simplicity, but yet also being successful. There's, I think there's a medium, and I think that you have achieved it, and I think, I think it's great. Well, thank you for that. I have a great team that helps support that, though, too. And you're one of those yeah. people on that team. So I'm going to pause for this episode, but we're going to have another episode to come, which I think is going to be great. And if this speaks to you, the most powerful thing that you can start to do is really be realistic about your situation and your relationship with money. If you're that 20-something and it's just, oh, okay, everything's frivolous and we're enjoying life, which is fantastic. I think people should actually have that opportunity. But if we start younger and we're more mindful about really the traction that we want to go on when it comes to our relationship with money, we're going to be that much more successful. Uh, if you're that person that I interviewed uh, probably last year sometime and they told me that they wanted to retire by the time they were 40, we got a lot more to save if we want to accelerate that retirement by 40. But maybe your date is 50 or maybe it's 55. Maybe it's not 70. Some people out there want to do that. But there's a difference between saying I have to work versus I want to work because I'm passionate about it. I hope this interview, this filming, this show really speaks to you because I think this is talking to um, every individual out there, especially working moms, creative individuals. Um, and it's just a, a, a time balance and experience of life. So stay tuned for next week's episode. We can't wait to talk to Miss Tara again. The information provided in this show is for informational and educational purposes only. This show is not investment advice, nor is it intended to address the financial needs of any particular viewer. The opinions expressed on this show are not intended to be an endorsement of any particular investment strategy or service of any other kind. You must make an independent decision regarding investments or strategies mentioned throughout the show. Before acting on information in this show, you should consider whether it is suitable for your particular situation and strongly consider seeking advice from a financial advisor.